2: a safe place where we have the freedom to think about life without judgment. We take a look at society, we examine it,
0: and we allow for the possibility of something new, something different.
2: And now, here's your host, Alan Ritter.
1: It is the very last night in March of 2019, and that will mean three months or one quarter of the year 2019 has passed us by, and tomorrow is April 1st, the day for fools. And in sort of an interesting duration, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about. I began thinking of how drastic the change in how I consider things is. And I was thinking about that and I was saying is that, is that a real paradigm shift? And I think it is. And it has to do with um, considering everything uh, from a socially trained level or from a socially trained propaganda level to be either really nice, Um, medium, or unaffecting, or then various grades of poor, horrific, etc., disaster, or something like that. So this is um, filtering your experience through The various um, ethical filters that we're given, we're given ethical filters by, you could say, your personal philosophy, your family's philosophy, your state's philosophy, your religious philosophy, and any other uh, groups that you might belong to or any other um, maybe television programs or other Uh, media outlets, basically all the filters of all of these things have given you notions about how you should react. And prior to 2000, in the middle of the summer of 2014, That is how I would have reacted to those things. And then after that, I react differently. I react in a completely positive fashion where I know that everything that I'm bringing to myself is a gift and that it's a positive opportunity and it's a positive event. Um, regardless of how I would have seen it before. So there is, an, there is a previous interpretation and reaction based on um, all of those filters. And then there's a single reaction. And then, oh, how do I react to this? Because it's a gift. Well, I react to it warmly. All, all events I react warmly so I consider that to be a huge breakthrough because uh, how my mind reacts it's not a, it's not a small breakthrough it's not um, because it's a complete change in how my operate how I operate it's not um, a minor upgrade. So, what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk about, because of how I view that change, because I view that change as being a large change, because I view that change as trade in spiritual um, schools, uh, as in the the quest, the the uh, seeking Nirvana, or many many other schools saying, "Oh, this is what you have to do in order to be happy," because it's it's so because. Maybe the way I arrived at... I just look at at videos of uh, people saying, oh, in order to be happy, you must do the following thing or you must um, consider your situation and slowly uh, abrade away at the emotions and then you'll no longer consider that emotion. I don't approach it in the same way. I basically say... Why are you angry at a gift? And once you're able to even say, oh, that's interesting that you would consider every instant to be a gift. And then I would say, well, could you consider every instant to be a gift? You made that instant happen. You made it happen for your own betterment, You're building as a result of it. Couldn't you... Accept that instant as a gift, and then couldn't you go back into your life and relieve yourself of the ties that you have to bad, bad to past memories that are other than joy by converting them to joy? Because that because that opens up your ability to. Choose to do things that you would never have thought that you would do before, because they're available. Because they're the next, they're a thing that's available. Where before, with all of society's filters on you, you would never have given a moment's thought to doing an option. You would never. Ever think of doing that? Because it's just—it's just not something that would be allowed or or reasonable, or um, you would have never been considered. But your, your friends' rules, your family's rules, the social rules, society's rules, law, etc., etc. It would have been something that you would never have considered there it is, it's right in front of you. And when you're considering everything under joy, you don't look at things and say, you don't look at things and have a preconception. You basically say, oh my goodness, I can do this. And then you do it and it's joy. And you don't think about the way you used to think because you don't think that way anymore. For me, talk about this tonight is to see so many um, so many groups of spiritualists, so many um, places that have to work on being in joy. And that's not the point. The point is either you accept every instant as a gift and you are joy. Or you're you're, um, wearing a robe or or bowing down or being someone, maybe that's how you get there. That's not the way I got there. I'll I'll leave everyone to their sacred path. Everyone has their sacred path. It just seems, once again, the society is selling you another filter of how to do something where you should just do it. What I want to talk about is I want to talk about exactly what I'm talking about. I'm laying the foundation for talking about what I went through. And I think it's a big enough change in a person to actually talk about this change in a longer fashion. And I didn't start out thinking that I would be going to talk in a longer fashion. I thought that I was just going to talk about breakthrough in one in one show. And then I actually started thinking about the detail level that I should talk about, and so I want to just give you the motivation for why why this is. I, I mean, I look, I, I'm, I guess once again, I'm disappointed because I see so many people uh, saying. Oh, the quest for happiness involves the following steps. You consider the anger, and then over time, it just melts away because you consider it for so long. Wait a minute. Why can't you just accept what you've been presented as a gift that you created for your own betterment? You're not angry about that, are you? No, you're in joy about that. so then everything's joy. You might have um, issues where in the in the instant you go you go back to old programming, and you know in the instant you might have anger or you might have and then you' are like, oh, okay, you know here I am back doing old programming. But once you make the change, once you go through the change, once the change actually makes it possible for you to continue to live, the change then begins going through your whole life. It's constantly there, the change is constantly in your heart, so that when you have an experience, and your heart brings, and your and your mind brings the experience as it used to live it through your heart. Then your heart says, how are we considering this? You may catch yourself a minute and a half later still acting in in the old way and over a period of time. And I continue to do this to today. It's... Almost, it's four and a half years later. And I'm still going through this. And I'm still having experiences where I have old filters that are still present. But it's not about your... So your main part is... I underwent a change, and the change was from a whole bunch of different a whole bunch of different um, reactions to what is happening now. A whole bunch of different reactions, a whole bunch of different possible reactions to anything that could possibly happen to you. To one, to a single reaction. It's always joy, and it's always a gift. You always are giving it to yourself. There's There's no other possibility. You are the soul. You are the creator. You are bringing something to yourself for your betterment. It doesn't matter what it is. It is your gift to yourself. It is joy. That's the breakthrough that I would like to talk about. But I thought naively that I was going to talk about it in one session. But it is not a change that took place quickly. I don't even begin to know how long it took for this change to take place. I don't even know if this is the first time this change has taken place. Can think that maybe I was introduced to a certain level of social interaction, a society running at a certain level of complexity. Certain behaviors, yes, certain other behaviors not present. And then I got through all the ethical dilemmas and all of the growth possible in that circumstance all the complexity, many, many times so that I had mastered it all. And maybe this realization happened then. Maybe it has happened many, many times as a certain level of understanding happens. As you go from being a child, being susceptible to society's filters or not being a child to being um, incomplete in the experience or having the, the, um, the demystification uh, key placed in your mind the place that you are right now, God's circled on on that for you. Out beyond the notions of right doing and wrong-dealing, doing, is a field. I'll meet you there. They both mean, what if everything is as it should be? What if everything is not just fine? What if everything is perfect? Not for you, not for other people people? What if everything's fine for everyone all the time? So I started to think about this is um, to me right now this is a pretty important subject. And I want to at least begin to do justice to it. Begin to talk about it a little bit. Now, there's many, many schools of thought in which they talk about it. But from my perspective... They don't talk about it like I talk about it. You need to meditate. You need to go on pilgrimage. You need to do all of these things. You need to develop yourself. All these things have to happen to you before you can change, before your anger is um, removed. I don't see it that way. I see, okay, either you accept that you create yourself and you create what you walk through. And why would you make anything other than exactly what you need for yourself? You don't. So what I'd like to start talking about is I'd like to start talking about this, what happened to me, and then some echoes on the larger society. And maybe I'll get through everything that I would like to talk about in the first part that I advertised that I'd like to talk about. Part one, the calm. Maybe I'll call it something different tonight. And then part two will be something I'm calling right now, signs of erosion, signs of change in the calm. And then what I'm pointing at calling part three and part four, the instant of change. The part, part three being the instant of change, the inability to be yourself, and grasping at illusions of where you used to be and not finding yourself there. And literally the, um, the psychic upset of not finding yourself where you used to be. That's sort of the person in the moment um, in um, panic. That's that biography. And then a more considered, a more looking back on what happened In part four, the conditions that were present and the long preparation, considering part one and part two, the long preparation for the instant of change. And then part five, after the change... Casting about for ways to be yourself. And then part six is depression. Because you can't be yourself anymore. And literally the person that um, continues on is, is, a, is, a, is an extremely interesting person. It's amazing. It's a, this is an extremely interesting person to me. Because outwardly, they look the same. This is a, This is very amazing. Outwardly, they look exactly the same. But inwardly, they're completely different. Not, not not a small difference, not a small difference a complete difference this is not the same person, but it is the same person because it's an evolving soul I the board okay, nobody else is on. This is an evolving person this is a this is some this is something that has changed not in outward appearance, not in limb functionality, in how it processes the world and what it will do as a result of this change in processing process. I'd like to take a break now. Uh, this is my favorite song. It's the song that fits me very well. It's Dave the Bard's Green and Gray. See you in a few minutes.
2: Around the 1st of May A man in black came walking into a wooden glade Following the sounds of pipes on this beautiful spring day High from the music that they made But what beheld him within that place A look of recognition fell across his face Oh, Lucifer, oh, Lucifer, why do you appear to me? For I am... Fires of hell You fell from heaven And you fell from grace You want dominion Over this place The piper smiled To the priest he said I was lord of animals The wild hunt I led Until Said if evil is where well, it lies in the hearts of man, but you lead us, oh, you tempt us to rape, to steal, to kill. The piper said, Whatever happened to free will? Then the grove lay empty, the priest told no one, the blossom lay upon the thorn and the And in the sunlit forest, the animals they found. As the pipe lays his...
0: Pagan Radio, you can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S. J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan all the time welcome back to an emerging forest on the spiritual unity radio network we hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink and now back to Alan.
1: Thank you so much, Robin. So I'd like to start talking about a very important—the thing that happened. Well, I mean, you have to go through a certain amount of experience in order to get to a point of summation accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and all of a sudden it becomes time to summarize time to create that build change and i don't know how long this was how long this calm was i'll never know or if it was if it was very short i i won't know i just have no idea so you could say well then you don't really know how much your character has changed and that's very true. I don't. I don't know how much my character has changed whether it's drastically or whether it's um, me rather relatively minorly. And that's an important point to consider. So I do want to talk about the calm and I do want to talk about some of the notable features of, of how you know or how I look at the calm. The calm is the calm before the, before the, the cataclysm. And so one of the notable features that I see about the calm is that it's pretty boring. There's not a lot going on. There's a lot of false starts. There's a lot of opportunities. But none of those opportunities actually actually take flight. And the opportunities that do take flight are so, this is a bad word, but they are so boring that you're sort of looking at the story saying you couldn't come up with something less boring than this. Are you really this boring PhD chemist? working in the aerospace-slash-defense contract industry. That's pretty boring. Going home to visit his mom on the weekend, every weekend. Maybe going to the casino, maybe going to the shore. Probably not. No vacations for nine years at the job. Boring. But boring for a reason. Boring because looking and seeing if there was something to do some opportunity and waiting for for some for something that happens something to happen and waiting for enough time to pass in order that the that the change, that, the, that it was obvious or that it was warranted that the summation of this calm cycle would begin, collapse and simplification of the experience, the full digestion and incorporation of the experience that had taken place into a new um, augmentation to the soul. Now, I've said how small or how large that augmentation is. I have no idea but let's talk about that for a few minutes, because if it's a small augmentation, you can think that the... um, So a small augmentation goes in, and relatively quickly, your character has changed. Your summarized character has changed. But if it's a more extensive summation then your character changes a little bit. And then that summation has an impact possibly on another, causing another summation, causing a larger summation, causing a cascade of summations possibly, depending on how big the change is driven as we are, we're thinking, "Oh, this this cascade continues. Continue to receive these upgrades. Continuing now, my, in my my soul is falling in upon itself, simplifying itself. Of course, that's ego-driven, but it's a mathematical possibility." So it was worth talking about. It was worth introducing the idea. But as I discussed about for the last several weeks, having this calm at the end of an eventful set of lives is trying is trying each direction, trying to go here and trying to be there. And trying to do this, trying to do that, and being stopped by an event created by yourself that says, you have done that. You don't need to do that anymore. The road to the standard social path. The standard social path in this direction, that direction, in all the directions that you try. All the normal react, All the normal directions. And it is worth reiterating that in the moment, in the time that it happens, with society's filters over your eyes, it is massively disappointing to fail at these things. But now that I understand what disappointment is, I can go back through my life and I can release that disappointment because it was not disappointment. It was graduation. It was... You have mastered this area. Pass on. No longer for you. Passing through it further is of no use. Therefore, there's a cover over that pool. You walk across the pool. calm life has few attachments. Is this true calm? Or is there something here? Is there a last passion? And for me, there wasn't a last passion. For me, there was a looking into after 2005, there was a looking into trying to get into other philosophies, trying to get into Eastern philosophies. And every single time, there was a block. And a massive disappointment, but now it is a massive graduation. You don't have to do that. You can do it from within, and you don't have to do it in the trademark, weird, power-gathering fashion that they do it. You can do it yourself. 2005 until 2013, I was looking for the last experience. Am I meant to go down the the path of um, yogic self-realization, Buddhist self-realization? Am I insane? Am I criminal? No, 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 no. And then after, after asking those last questions, having the door closed in my face every single time through post uh the, the period that I went through after my mom died and I answered the question. I thought about the question, am I in the deepest, darkest place I could possibly be in? Why do I, why, why should I continue to live on here in this deepest, darkest place? And the result was No. You are not in the deepest dark place ever. Because there is no such thing as the deepest dark place. Experience is just experience. All experience is life. All experience is joy. There is no experience that you will receive in this life, in this in this eternity that was not created for yourself by yourself receive it as the gift it is receive it in the joy that it's created by yourself to be received I don't think I want to go any further talking about that subject tonight I think that's a um, that's an excellent place to leave talking about that I'll have to consider whether I actually want to do um, follow on programs I think that's a that was a very good summary I think there are some help there is there is some help that I can provide to people um, by talking about my time of um trying to find myself and being unable to find myself uh, my time of quote unquote madness there were more than more than a handful of times and what it's best to do if you can is to be by yourself I'm, I'm just one person. I can't, I can't be you. I really can't. It's very difficult. Not very difficult. So, first thing that I would say, the most important thing to do is to understand your are creating this for yourself. This is your sacred path, and it hurts so much. And literally, if you choose subsequent sacred paths correctly, um, you're going to choose more challenging circumstances in your life. Because non-challenging circumstances just will not—you've um, already lifted in each um, mental puzzle. Nothing else is going to. Nothing else is going to have any attraction at all. No attraction. Everything else is going to be exceedingly boring to the point that it's not. It won't be worth the time. bring yourself into puzzles that require your newly um, newly freed emotional capacity, whatever your capacities happen to be, and they won't be the same as mine, because you're not seeing as me in any way, shape, or form. But the core, core of seeing things as joy... Really interesting. I'm having a conversation and this lady in Australia is saying, I will never understand some people and some people will never understand me. And I reply to her and I say, I don't need to understand someone to value them. But first I look at someone and I say, is this person sincere? And is this person operating? And are their mathematics good? Because lots of people lie and it's obvious, and they're just, they're just basically embarrassed. They're getting screwed up, and they just lie and lie and lie, and it's just so obvious that they're lying. And I don't have the time of day for people like that, because they're they're not being skillful. They're just lying. But for people who are actually being sincere and actually creating something that I don't understand. I value them because I want to understand it. And I value their capacity to hold something that I don't understand that isn't a lot, which is why we all like puzzles so much. Because puzzles are are immensely satisfying to understand why we will spend so much time on puzzles. Spend eternities on, on understanding puzzles. It's so interesting to see the quote-unquote higher puzzles of this culture are what they are. Thank you so much for listening to my program. Thank you so much for listening to it now live if you are listening. And thank you so much for listening after the fact. I hope you understand that you're you're not just okay. Just getting by. You're not in a horrible place. You're not the worst human on the face of the earth. You are exactly where your soul is. Your feet, your hands, your rear end, your body, your mind, your intention. The practice it's supposed to be. And every instant the experience that comes to you is crafted for you by yourself, see things that way, and receive things with joy. To understand that you are receiving this birthday cake in this instant. You made it for yourself. It's exactly what you need to build your soul. And that all happens every single day. Of every single day. For everybody. As a result of your actions, everybody else is getting the birthday cake they need. everything no guilt no sin no crime there's crime but it's a gift no charity it's a gift it is the action that is needed the thing that's different between person A and person B is that person A sees it One way, enjoy. Person B sees it a certain set of filters on in society. Person C sees it with a certain other set of filters, etc., 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 depending on their background. And when you receive it in joy, you don't have any baggage. You have learning. You have past experience. You don't have past holding and past prejudices and past unhappinesses caused by. A, B, C, and D because there never was any unhappinesses. There isn't revenge that you've got to take. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alan Ritter. My email address is R-I-T-T-E-R period A-L-A-N eight at gmail.com. I run a small produce co-op in Southern New Jersey, just across the Delaware River from Philadelphia, where I buy my produce wholesale. In the summers, I get produce sometimes from local produce growers. If you want to be on the show, or if you want to find out more about produce, send me an email. Have a great week. See everyone next week.
0: Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid.